Panther time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Salsa Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the cannon, Salsa Time official. Here is ours for my conversation with Compost, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Travis. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to the Salsa Time Podcast. And as always, we are stoked that you're here. This show, we're talking just Ricky and I because it's our brand new format. So, uh oh, here we're about to catch up. But first, I wanted to bring show you that I got some Purgatory Solstice Snap Chilled Coffee. Ooh. Um, sliding it in the official Seltzer Time koozie, of course. But this is some tasty stuff. Thank you, Johanna and Joey, for leaving this for me over at New Tradition. I asked, finally had time to run over there today to grab it. <laughs> And I was like, hey, Joe, I think Purgatory left something here for me. I completely understand if it was drank, but, you know, he's like, oh, no, no, no. Get it out of this fridge. Get it out of this fridge. <laughs> yeah, that fridge is not very big. So I'm sure the every every inch of space is very, very, very much needed there. Awesome, man. Well, so it has been a minute since Ricky and I had the pleasure of catching up with y'all. Uh, it has been. We, we took a week off. Ricky made a whole bunch of changes. Where oh, do you yeah. want to start, my dude? Because you've definitely, uh, you've hit some milestones. Yeah, yeah. So my life is drastically different from the last time we recorded a podcast. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll start with the news that was in the works for a very long time that very few people knew about. Naomi and I got engaged. So pumped for you guys. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. So like short end of the story, I bought the ring last August and I've been waiting for April 7th, basically since the, it was the hardest thing in the entire world, not to just give her the ring, uh, every single day since then, I didn't even have it with me. I bought it and we put it or not. We, I guess, well, I guess so. Like, so Naomi's sister, um, her husband, we have a safe here, but like, not that she ever goes in there, but like, just I didn't want to even case. have it in the house just in case she found it. So I had them put it in the safe at their house. So I didn't even have it with me, which made it a lot easier, but also so fucking hard. Not every time we like talked about it or like it came up, I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, that'd be great. Like the whole time I'm like, fuck, I have this thing. Like I wanted so badly to give it to her. Um, so you've been sitting on it for a better part of a year yeah since i think since i got since it like august like the second or the third or fourth or something it was like that first week of august so i had it so i got it when she was back so she worked from home obviously like you know starting the beginning of the pandemic and then she went back into work like in office for like maybe a month and a half and then was sent back home um i just happened to get it during the period that she was it was like right i think when we first moved into the house i don't even know if we were living here we might have been living at her parents house 
I don't know. So much has happened. I don't know. But sure. either way, yeah, got the ring back in August and was waiting for the seventh. Um, that was the anniversary. Okay. <laughs> it's the three-year anniversary of me asking her out. We worked a farmer's market together that we've literally been hanging out ever since that day. Um, so yeah, it was like a really special day. I like really wanted to do it then. We're not super like doing it during the holidays wouldn't have been a thing for us. Holidays are great. They're awesome, but it's not this, like, we're not like super holiday people. So like, it would have been, it's not really my jam. Um, and like Valentine's day and like all those things are great, but they just, it didn't work for us as a couple. Um, this was, this was the thing that, that definitely, I knew, I knew I wanted to do it. I knew that she would, it would mean the world to her and, and all that stuff. And she had no fucking idea. <laughs> all right. So how did you do it? Um, I, Let's hear I, the story. Cause I haven't heard the story. I said, save it. All right. So just so the <laughs> listeners know, I have not heard this story. I get a text from Ricky that says, Hey, do you want to know a secret? And I'm like, I've never gotten a text like this from Ricky. What the hell happened? And I've really, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you, man. I thought it was something happening in the city. I thought you knew of something like some like major truth. It was like a Demoga drop or some shit like that. Like, yo, chicken sandwiches are free tomorrow. If you go, you know, flap your arms like a chicken. Like I thought it was going to be something like that. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, and then the picture comes through and I lose it. But then you're like, so yo, funny. don't tell anybody we haven't said, you know, we haven't even got to tell some of our close friends. And I'm like, yeah, my lips are sealed. Next day, I'm in a meeting with Brian, uh, Brian, da oh, oh my God, Sean Connolly, <laughs> Brian O'Donnell. I always want to merge their last names because they're too similar in my brain. Uh, and then, and they're like, Sean's like, so did you hear about Ricky? And I go, no, what a, what about Ricky? And he goes, oh, he, he proposed to Naomi. And I went, what? He goes, why? He didn't tell you. And I said, no, I guess not. It's like, it's on social media. I'm like, oh, okay, phew. Yeah, he told me. He told me yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, so nobody knew at all. I, my whole thing was like, I didn't, I didn't want it to get back to her at all. So smart. <clears throat> so smart. So, yeah. And I'm not, a, a, I don't ever get to know secrets. And when, when I, <laughs> like, it's just not a thing. And I don't hold, like, I'm not, that's probably why you don't get to be told well, secrets. Well, well, no, it's just like because I'm not told them, I never have to like hold a secret. You're like, it's practice. not, yeah, like it's, it's just not a thing that like, I think it's because everybody knows I post everything. So like, I'm the guy you go to when you want shit to get out as fast and as loud as possible. And when you don't, you probably just go to somebody else and that's fine. I know my role. And I'm you don't go to the town crier with secrets. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally comfortable with it. So, and then like, it's fun knowing secrets and not being able to tell, but also whenever I do find out there are things you get to hold on to for like a couple of days or like a week or, or whatever. Um, this was my own doing <laughs> and I fucking tortured myself. So the only people who knew the ring even existed were her parents and her sister, obviously it was at her house or her sister came with me. Um, and then my parents and my brother and that was it. So her brother actually he, I had talked to him. I don't know if he knew there was a ring or not. I can't remember, but he knew the so, intention was there. Yeah. 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 And I, and, and yeah, so yeah, he knew that that was, that was going to be a thing. Um, but that was it. So I had to like, <laughs> so I asked her, which was like amazing. We like got Bocado 
which we we take me come on the listeners want to know the details you're <laughs> you're skimming past all the good no. stuff so you, you go to you grab dinner at one of your so favorite I pick restaurants up because that was like one of our favorite restaurants one of the first places we like went out like our like third or fourth date um and then so we got avocado takeout which like avocado is dope it's always delicious so I get home and I'm like freaking the fuck out. The ent- I walk in the house with all the food and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? I picked up the ring the day before from her sister. So it was like in the house, which made me even more fucking nervous. And then, so I like walk in, I'm like, what's up? And she's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I was like, oh, nothing. And like, So I'm like taking the food out of the bag and I like go, I do a seltzer time. That way, like nothing's thrown out. I'm just doing everything that I do. Oh, we Casual seltzer out? time. Yeah, like obviously I'm going to do a seltzer time. We're going to do a fucking seltzer time with everything. So... <laughs> So I do that, but the whole time I'm like, I can't even speak because I'm so fucking nervous at like what is about to happen. And then she gets up and she's wearing the Ricky, like the, the SJC shirt with my face on it, just as pure coincidence. And I, so now I'm like, are you fucking kidding to me? Like I have to, I'm about to propose to this person who's wearing my face on them. This is ridiculous. This is so, so Ricky. It's hilarious because she never wear like she I gave her I think she got the last one in existence. I just happened to go visit SJC after we first started dating. They're like, hey, like there's one more left. And I was like, can I take that? Like I my girlfriend would would think this is the funniest thing of all time. And she did, and she wears it like maybe twice a year as like pajamas. And never leave like, the house. Understood. No, it doesn't. Like this is why I'm, I like can't. Yeah, you. I don't even know how to explain what was going through my mind when I walked, like when she ever walked out of the living room, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because like, what am I supposed to do? Like, can you change for no reason? Like, <laughs> I can't look fuck? at myself. Go change. Seriously. So, I like go down to the go down to the bedroom to to change, and like I'm like, okay, it's like pretty hot. It was like a really warm day, but I'm like, I have to put a sweatshirt on because I have to hide this ring box in the sweatshirt because I can't hide it anywhere else. She then like follows me down to the bedroom and I'm like, no, no, no. What the fuck? And she's like, oh, I like, I don't know if she, I don't know if she was like getting something or whatever, but we're talking. And the whole time my heart is just like, so I'm like, okay, cool. Um, finally she leaves and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like hit the bathroom really quick and I'll be right out. So she like walks down to the kitchen. I like quickly grab the ring, shove it in my sweatshirt pocket, go into the bathroom, open it, make sure it's, you know, we're good. Not that it would go anywhere, but like, I don't know. Nope, you got to check. Yeah, my mind, legs. You never know. You, you never know. My mind is not straight at all at this moment. So then, yeah, I just kind of walked down. We started, she like started like opening food. My goal is to do it in our, like I did it in our kitchen. I was going to do it in the kitchen anyway, but we were going to do it. Um, I figured like we'll throw food in the air fryer, kind of like, you know, re-crisp up the potatoes, potato potato patata asada i can't even think of the name whatever those dope ass potatoes are from bocado retoast those up she would turn around boom i'm down there rings out there it is hopefully she says yes all the food's out and she's like oh maybe we'll eat the hot stuff first like while it's still really hot and then we'll start to toast up everything else and i was like oh what a great idea fuck this is not like this is not how it's supposed to go um so now i'm like awkwardly standing like kind of behind her but like next to her with a fork i'm not even touching food i'm like trying to figure out how i'm going to do this then i like put the fork down and that sounded like a fucking bunch of things were breaking even though i'm sure it was like 
like a normal right. fork down. But in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, she knows. You just <laughs> dropped 30 symbols. That's what it sounded like in my mind. Um, and yeah, and then I just kind of knelt down and poked her and she turned around and there it is. She said, yes. So she, that's adorable. So you just hurt, like you literally just poked her in the side. She turned around and you're like, Hey, Naomi, you want to marry me? Um, yeah, I don't really remember the exact words I said because I was so fucking nervous, but whatever it was worked. Hell yeah, bro. So yeah. And then we didn't eat dinner until like 10 30 that night. So you like went to her parents, went down to my parents' house and like stopped all her, we saw like all her family that like lives around here and stuff. And then we got home and that's when I started to text people. They go like you, Mike D. I don't even know who else I text that night. It was like, it was wild. Cause we, even though like I knew I was going to do it. And even after it was done and it had been like a couple hours, we still were like, did that just fucking happen? Like, <laughs> that was wild. Well, yeah, I mean, I could totally see how that would feel that way too, because there was no like event around it. It just, so yeah. it happened in your kitchen. Like mm. you knew it was an event, but Naomi, clearly she didn't expect it. She had no idea. Yeah. And like, even if like, even if it wasn't a pandemic and like you could, you know, comfortably go out to something or somewhere, I still think, actually, I know for a fact, I still would have done it the exact same way. Cause it's like, I don't know. I don't want to like you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like in our house, in our kitchen, like it's, it's a place that like we're in every single day. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It was fucking, it was awesome. And then, yeah, I started texting, text a couple of people that night. I think we FaceTimed a couple of people. I think, oh, I texted you and I was like, don't tell anybody because I haven't told Caitlin yet because we wanted to like, I needed to FaceTime Caitlin because I knew A, she would fucking murder me if I didn't. But, <laughs> but B, Caitlin, so like, again, nobody knew that this ring existed to the point where every single time I was with Caitlin, she'd be like, when you're ready to get a ring, I'm coming with you. And I was like, yeah, totally. And for like months, I had to just like continue to agree with that, even though I already fucking owned it. Like, was she which mad? Was, like, was she no, mad? No, she no, no. Okay, cool. No, she was stoked as fuck. Like, because the only I went with like so Naomi's mom and her sister came with me, um, which meant the world to her. Those are like her two best friends. So it was like that was smart as hell. So like with with Sarah's ring, I got some information, and then I took my business partner because he bought a ring before, and he didn't do shit truthfully other than give me some confidence. Like I, I had the conversation. That isn't to say that he, you know, he didn't wasn't there to back me up, but like yeah. I didn't necessarily need him there. But yeah. having her mom and her sister who both know her taste and know like yeah, that was well, so we like when I, when we went, it wasn't even like, we're going to go get this ring today. It was, we're at a point where like, I want to do the ring shopping. You know what I mean? Like we'll start the process of shopping around and seeing, sure, sure, you sure. know, what's out there and what, what's, you know, if anything makes your sense. Budget and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I knew I had an idea of what she wanted, but I, I don't fucking know anything about rings. So her sister was like, Hey, like, I know this place if you want to start looking for rings, let me know. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like that's a great idea. Let's go. Cause I do want to start, you know, kick, you know, getting things in motion. So we went and her mom's like, can I come? And I was like, Duh. so <laughs> her mom's the best. Her mom so, is the best. She is. She's hilarious. She's great. Cleaning out her dad's basement was hysterical. That was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. So we went to, yeah, we went to the store, went to this place. Um, 
and again, like we walking in there, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. And they were like, there's no pressure. Like, we're just going to look. And I was like, yeah, no, totally. Like, I don't, I had no intentions of fucking buying a ring that day. So we looked at a couple. And then when he showed me the one that we that I got, I was just like, Oh fuck. That's the one. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's, I have, that has to be the ring. Like that's, you know, do you know the style of cut? No. Just curious. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> My wife likes princess cut, which is, it's like the big, she liked one big diamond. She didn't want okay. like. This has a bunch. This has like a bunch. This has like. Ballin. Uh, yeah, right. This has like seven, I think, in the top part. It's like a circle. And then it has, I don't know how many, but it has like smaller ones, um, kind of like the top of the band that goes down a little bit. I don't know. It's Whatever that sweet, is. Man. Well, yeah. I'm super proud of you. So proud. Thanks, of you. man. She said yes. She did. She fucking said yes. I can't, I mean, I obviously like I knew she was going to. She just had no idea. It was so funny though. <laughs> like going through that initial process of like what the fuck just happened was so funny. Like, cause I don't even know what I said to ask her. Like, I really can't remember. I was just like a crying mess. Cause I was like, holy shit, this is real life. <laughs> but uh oh, but yeah. so cute. And then now we're fucking engaged. Well, super proud for both of you. Thanks. But that wasn't the only life change you made. Yeah. Um, I got a new job. Because <laughs> he wasn't happy with only I one was... major life change. So, again, yeah, again, like the, the engagement thing I knew was going to happen for a long time. Um, the job then came together relatively quick. It was, you know, a, kind of a wild interview process, but it was... I didn't know that it was all going to happen the same week. I, that was sure. not a plan. It wasn't even <laughs> just, intended, right? No, not even close. Um, that just kind of happened due to due to 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 luck and crazy timing in life. Well, just the opportunity so, came up the way it did. Yeah, or... yeah. Everything was way too good to pass up, and it just made a lot of sense for for everything. Um, so yeah, so I got a social media coordinator position with a medical supply company. It's pretty. Pretty exciting. Your boy got a nine to five. He's got a salary. He's gonna start doing like a four hundred one k. Yeah, I'm, I'm so a fucking. He has adult. a wife to plan for now. He has the, right? the whole future to plan for. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole um, bunch of big things. So I need to talk to you about something you did over the past couple of weeks that uh, took my small internet circle by storm, and we all. All of us watching your personal page were assuming that the countdown was towards something like proposing to Naomi. I want to tell you that I mean this with as much love as possible, but my good friend Matt Rockwell uh, definitely thought you were announcing that you were going to have a child. And that was He's not alone in that one. A lot of people thought that's what this was going to be. I will show you the text message that I said, dear God, I hope not. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Daddy Ricky is not a statement the world is ready for yet. No, not yet. Um, yeah, that was another thing on my notes. <clears throat> so, but what was more important than all of that? Okay. Yeah, take us for the last three years. Literally, this started uh, a week. This started six days before I worked that farmer's market with Naomi and asked her out for the first time. A couple weeks into March, 
I had gone to BT's with our good friend, Kelsey Wyko. And on our drive out to Sturbridge, we saw this like little like rundown house shack thing. And Kelsey was like, oh, check out Paul Revere's house over here. And the two of us laughed so hard because it was the stupidest thing to say. We know that's not Paul Revere's house. We know where Paul Revere's house is. Also, he didn't live in fucking Sturbridge. <laughs> and it wouldn't be like a rundown shack if it was still built. Like they, it would be like, it's a national landmark, like, which it is. Like it's a, it's a thing. So we then spent our entire, like she still has the actual photos from this, this lunch of us. Like we're like drinking beer, like I think we were just like drinking root beer or something, but we were like making fun of Paul, like mad Paul Revere jokes. Like, Oh, you think Paul Revere, Revere like brisket or like was Paul Revere more of a pulled pork guy. The dumbest shit for no reason, just to make each other laugh. There's nobody else with us. There's a video, like the picture that I posted of Paul Revere is like him with like that teapot thing. I like, modeled that but like with a root beer like it was ridiculous so on the way home we were talking about how like Paul Revere or part of his midnight ride should be a, a national holiday of all this shit I didn't know this is why you liked Paul Revere dude it's a it's I've literally heard the, portions of this story before but I missed it that's incredible it's so stupid like it's the it literally is nothing it was like Kelsey and I just like fucking around like making each other laugh the two of us were in like tears at BT's over Paul Revere jokes. Like it made no, like you would think we were hot. Like we weren't, we're drinking root beer. Like <laughs> seriously. High on sugar, so but nothing else. Serious. Yeah. Barbecue sauce and root beer, just leading the way. So we, we like get, you know, I worked the dive that night and I remember like looking up, we were looking up Paul Revere songs and there's this band Paul Revere and the Midnight Riders who are fucking awesome. Um, listen to a lot of them. Like it was this whole thing. I started a countdown in my Instagram story to April 18th, which is the day it's the anniversary of, of his midnight ride that after nobody gave a shit the first like four or five days. Like, I feel like it was just another like, oh, here we go. Like, what's this going to be? Well, cause it starts off at like 16 days, 15 days. And you're like, yeah, right, there's plenty of time. Yeah. And then you start to get the, like, what is this? And I'm like, Oh, you'll see what is this? You'll see what is that? Like that, that happens a lot. And then you start getting, again, especially back then, that's like, oh, are you having a baby? Are you buying a house? Did you get a new job? Are you going on a vacation? People start guessing things. Well, not a single person, including Kelsey, knew what it was until it was like day 15 like there was like three days left and then kelsey was like you piece of shit it's paul revere's midnight ride and then the two of us laughed so hard but it, even then only two of us knew what it was which so makes we were, tons of fun which made yeah, exactly so we laughed so hard and then eventually i announced it and everybody's like you piece of shit this is so stupid why do you do this just to make myself laugh so then the following year happens and i was like i'm gonna do it again I so think I we did. talked about this last year on the show. We we definitely did. So we did it. I did it again and again. You start getting the same. Oh, are you going to propose? Are you guys getting married? Are you having a baby? Are you guys buying a house? You get you know all these massive life changing moments. Um, people start to guess, <laughs> and then again it was nope. It's just fucking the anniversary of Paul Revere's midnight ride. And I get the same reactions, like, you piece of shit, no! Like, uh, I laugh. Literally, it just supplies me with at least one to 17 
chances to laugh a day to the oh, beginning of April. For sure. So after last year, my friend Ev was like, dude, this is hilarious. But now that you've done this twice for something that nobody fucking cares about, you should do it, but have it lead up to a huge event. And I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I will. Cause I was like, I'm not, com- I'm not committed to this thing. <laughs> like it just, it just kind of happens. You're like, just proving that countdowns work and people get love, want something to get excited about. Yeah. And then also want in on like, a secret that they don't, they're not in on. Exactly. And it just allows me, it's become this thing where I'm like, okay, I know every single year there's a, you know, people usually don't give a shit the first day, but you usually there's about 15 really solid days in the month of April that I get to laugh every time I open Instagram because I have some random guest or somebody's like, what is this? This year was even funnier because in the month of April, I have proposed to my then girlfriend, now fiance, and got, I left technically two jobs and started a new job all in the course of this countdown, which made it way funnier to me because people are like, okay, you left one job what are you doing? And everybody, cause at first people were like, are you proposing? And I was like, you'll see. And then I proposed, but it was like day fucking five or something. Like it was so early on. They're like, what's more important than this? Yeah. And then it was like, Oh, I left new tradition. Oh, like what do you, are you taking on a bigger role with Westerwares or are you doing something else? And I was like, Oh, like you'll see. And then like two days later, it was my last day at Westerwares. And they're like, wait, what? So like, is it the new job? And I'm like, well, there's still like eight days left on this. So no, like clearly it's not over. And then it kept going. And then people got mad. Like, they're like, what the fuck is this? Like you've gotten engaged. You started a new, or you left your job. Obviously you're starting a new job. And like, anytime people will like message me and like, Oh, what are you doing for work? And I, I would just tell them like, it was not a secret what I was doing. So then like the last three days of the countdown were probably the funniest because every single person I'd post this thing and people are like, what the fuck is this? Are you, are you guys, are you pregnant? And I was like, no, like you'll see. And they were just like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you'll see, you'll see. And it sucked. Cause like some, like, like Rockwell killed me. Cause he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh man, like, I, I want to tell him. Oh, because- but that's the whole point. Don't like he appreciated it even too. He loves shit like that. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Matt Rockwell once called, do you know the people that make the hot point appliances? It's like Kenmore or something like that. No. He called customer service on his hot point fridge to complain that it says hot point and it's melting all of his butter. Like that's he loves beautiful. dumb jokes like this. So you, you I love him right to, to his wheelhouse. Good. Okay. Cause he, there's like certain people that they'll only kind of like message me about stuff. Like if they have an actual, like a valid question and he seems to be one of them or he sends me things that like I genuinely enjoy. So I'm like, Oh man, like, I don't know Matt very well, but like, this is kind of hard. Like it's hard not to tell him what I'm doing. And people. Yeah. But also I'm like, it's way funnier if you don't know what it is. And then when you find out you the amount of, messages i got yesterday after i announced what it was that were just i hate you is ridiculous i got like from probably like 15 or 16 like it was so many i was dying i I couldn't remember what it was but i did remember that whatever you were counting down to didn't actually matter that's what i remember so i was just like not worried about it but matt started texting me about i'm like matt 
I wish I could tell you. And then I texted you. I literally <laughs> texted you about it. I said, yo, I don't really give a fuck. What is this thing that Matt's texting me? And you were like, you'll see. And then I took that picture and sent it back to Rockwell showing him like, Ricky's not even telling me, man. I'm not, I'm not telling shit. So Kelsey, the funniest part about it was like day three this year, Kelsey texted me and she was just like, why do we always forget to set up like this huge event for that day? Like she it clicked with her really, really, really quick. And then on the 18th, so yesterday, she texted me. The first thing I saw when I woke up was Kelsey, who texted to our group chat and said, happy holidays to you and yours. And I was so sick from my vaccine, but I was laughing so hard. Just so it's like the funniest thing that's ever happened. That's so good. Yeah. And then I got a lot of, uh, it was either like messages that were like, I hate you because it's just literally the stupidest thing of all time. Or it was messages that were like, this was incredible. You've had me thinking like so many people thought it was hilarious because it, it, you know, you kind of like psych yourself up for something big, which I don't know why that's a thing, but it just is where people are like, what's it going to be? Like people want to get in nothing. on the secret. And then yeah, again, so good. the mystery, they Excuse start me. making their own realities. So good. Yeah. So media marketing. It's just how it's done, baby. Well, while you were doing that, I, uh, I filed my taxes. That was, uh, that was cool. Hey, um, no, but really I've been streaming with the Wooten Annie boys. Like those guys are still kicking ass on Twitch. Uh, people don't understand the Twitch platform, which I think is part of the barrier to entry. Definitely. Uh, people don't understand that you don't need an account to watch the stream. You can just go to twitch.tv slash Wooten Annie comedy. Um, we're trying to show new ways we're also putting it up on youtube now so when we stream oh, yeah. on twitch we're streaming on youtube you guys should do a video on your show your social handles explaining this in a very broken down way that's not like, a bad call you know john Ryan, if you listen to this episode make it happen that's what's up guys also feel free to uh <clears throat> i'll send you guys over my consulting fee my <laughs> one sheet I'll send you guys over my one sheet of ideas. Imagine, yeah, uh, my idea is to make a video on how to explain this. <laughs> we hadn't thought of it, man. I mean, sometimes hey, that's all it takes. That's what I'm here for. Professional. You know? That's what's up. Yeah, true. I'm currently yeah. sitting at my work from home station, so I feel very much professional at the moment. You you have that that uh, not Stephen Colbert. You have that John Oliver talking from the void look about you. Thank you. I know I haven't hung up any art in here, so it's all just fucking white. Well, the only art I have hung up are like the bad rabbits heads and like this Campari sign. I got to hang up stuff. I have stuff. It's a lot of it's framed too. It's just I haven't done it yet. Yeah, you got another. So until then, get married and shit. Yeah. Um, we are planning some big stuff with the Woot Nanny guys. Can't talk about it yet, but we are planning some super super cool stuff. Um, is it a virtual reenactment of the midnight ride of Paul Revere? How did you guess it? Ricky, <laughs> you just spoiled the surprise for everybody. Eh, that's what I'm here for. 12 hours of just me <laughs> riding an elliptical, sweating buckets into a, a, a silver kettle, of course. Oh, I mean, duh. Did you know that the city of Worcester was doing a celebration of Paul Revere last year? And I was actually... I. Because of this ridiculous Paul Revere obsession, 
I was actually brought in to the official, like, it was like me. Well, okay, hold on. It was like Bill Wallace, because Bill knows everything and should be a part of everything. Love Bill Wallace. It, Lauren Morocco is the one who kind of brought me in because she worked for the Salisbury Cultural Association. Yeah. So it was like, it was like the head of the art museum, the head of the uh, um, Salisbury Cultural District thing, the head of the Antiquarian Society, um, somebody from like, somebody from the city. There was all these people who had these official titles. And so I, Lauren's like, I need you to be there. And I was like, for what? Like, I, I'm not, I'm literally just making fun of this whole thing. And she's like, no, 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 this is funny. You need to be a part of this. So I showed up to the Antiquarian Society to this meeting and I'm like, oh my, I had like a button on, button down <laughs> shirt on. I walk into this room. There's all these like older, successful people who talk way better than me and are, are you know, everybody's shirts are tucked in and they're all looking like real nice. They're all like professionals. At the time, I was, I think, yeah, I was just bartending and this was a joke. So I sit down and I'm like, oh my God, like I do not belong in this room at all. I didn't even know Bill at the time that like he sat across from me and like started cracking jokes and became best friends. But everybody went around the room to introduce themselves. And I was like, hi, I'm whatever, head of the Worcester Art Museum. And I'm like, oh my God. And like every single person's title got like bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it got to me and I was like, uh, Ricky Nelson, uh, Seltzer Time Podcast. <laughs> and then they were like, okay. And like, oh, you can just see the look on their faces. Like, what the fuck is that? And then we started talking about Paul Revere. And I was like, dude, we're going to do this Twitter thing where we're going to like show the ride. I had like all these crazy ass ideas, which were never going to happen for this. Like this was like a different thing, but, and I don't know if it ever actually happened. I don't COVID, remember seeing anything. I think COVID really fucked it up because it was a part of, so it would have been last April. So yeah, I'm pretty sure COVID squashed the entire thing, but it was like a whole thing. It was, it was actually like, it was extremely interesting. Worcester has- I remember you talking about it way more history than than, uh, than we talk about. It's not all smiley faces and fucking covered canals, kids. Covered canals, kids. <laughs> um, some newer art that went up is our friend of the show, Mike D. Can I get a fuck you, Mike D? Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a minute. Um, I love him so much. Really do. And I got it. It was a wonderful excuse to hang out with him and work with him. But we took some plans from the artist insane 51 who makes these giant 3d glasses to go with his two-toned artwork um which is on the side of the hanover theater if anybody hasn't seen it and mike took the plans and made the whole thing out of steel and now there's these like 70 pound four foot wide 3d glasses that you can just walk up and look at the red channel and look at the blue channel and see the two images that are in the dual image mural so dope I got the, one of the silliest things is I've never written a press release, but we really needed to get a press release written. So I started it and I worked with Dan over at Redemption Rock and Lisa, who's our co-director and some other people. But it was cool to see what started on, you know, just my computer go out and get picked up by media junkets and like news outlets and then get dispersed out. So I'm getting texts back from, again, people like Rockwell, like, like, yo, check this shit out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I wrote that. I got me. I helped so that. Sick. So, and I'm on Spectrum News tonight. Uh, they, they, we did a little interview this morning, Lisa and I talking about the glasses. That's very exciting. That was cool. Local Congratulations. News. Look at Local you. News mogul. You know, it's not like getting married or nothing, but you already did that. <laughs> yeah, I did. 
it was fun um tonight i'm on the effing rager show which is on twitch a couple of comedians from houston i will be asking them about the news i just read today about a robot pizza delivery service that's coming to parts of houston that sounds delicious yeah right uh they're doing delivery of robots through dominoes through one small section of houston and they brought me on because it's the 420 show and i'm apparently a cannabis influencer now because i read a column for pulse magazine hey that's pretty fucking dope yeah but i've just kind of suckered them into this they don't really know it i'm just kidding travis Um, the only thing i'm an influencer for is bubbly water and paul revere okay (laughs) we all gotta start somewhere Take the cannabis thing. At least that's cool. Okay, Ricky. Like, you know, you're, you're right. You're nothing right. that I like is cool at all. It is fucking seltzer water and Paul Revere. That's it. That's all I ever get questions about. And I only get Paul Revere questions during this fucking two-week period in April. And nobody knows that they're asking about Paul Revere. No. Also, fun fact, I had never been to Paul Revere's house in Boston until uh, 2019. Naomi took me there. We went out to Boston on her birthday. I don't know. Was it 2018? It might have been right when we started. I think it was. I think it was like right when we started dating. We started dating in April. Well, we started dating in May officially, but we started hanging out in April. Um, I'm pretty sure that we went there. Yeah, I think it was that day. I'll find out. There's a picture somewhere. And that's that's when you knew that she was the one. That's when I, yeah, that's when I knew. Well, it's funny because, so all this Paul Revere stuff started like right around the time that we were about to work this farmer's market together, but we didn't, we weren't like on that level. So she was like, also, I'm so surprised she said yes to fucking marry me. She was like, <laughs> she was, I remember she told me the other day, she's like, yeah, I remember when you first did that. And she's like, I wonder what this is going to be. Like, what, what is he? He's so mysterious. I'm not mysterious. He's at all. so I'm mysterious. It was so funny when she told me that. I was like, wow, you probably should have said no. Like, <laughs> This is what you signed up for. Fucking the rest of your life of hearing about PR. Mysterious Nelson. (laughs) That's me. That is me. The last thing that I want to shout out before we move on to Stokes and Pokes is that my buddy Matt King Megatrip released his Tales to Enlighten on Kickstarter. And he started really released it asking for $4,000. And he raised $4,000 in like 10 hours. Now the dude is up to like almost $20,000 with two weeks left to go. Like he is kicking ass. Lots of people are into this book. Um, Super pumped for him. Like I'm so so sick. Just proud to know him. And so uh, really pumped to have, just see that come to fruition. Tales to people are interested in grandson of the devil and his killer robot killing their way to enlightenment. And enlightenment is a dance club. Uh, Go check out this story. If you if you type in Tales to Enlighten Kickstarter on Google, you'll find it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Anything else you want to cover in this week's episode or do you want to kick it over to Rockwell? Uh, oh, yeah, real quick. Um, shout out to our friends at TreeTap who hooked us up with some CBD oh, seltzers. Yeah. Thanks, dudes. Celebration of 420. Yeah, happy 420 shout out to you. Ranch water. Um, you can actually now get ranch water south shore boston and on cape cod hell yeah so yeah dude the prickly pear i'm not like so like hard seltzers are i have like a like a yes and no relationship with hard seltzers sure. it's always like a yes i'll have one and then if i don't like it it's usually like no nah, i'm good but this prickly pear is always going to be a 
uh, yeah, dude, I'll definitely take another one because it is like the bubbly. What is this? White peach ginger bubbly is my, this honestly might be my favorite seltzer I've ever had in my life. My second favorite might actually be the prickly pear from ranch water. It is so good. They also have like a spicy, like habanero one. I think it's habanero. It's really spicy. It's good. It, I think I wasn't expecting it to be as spicy as it is, but I'm really into it. Like it's, it's a good one. And then they have the classic line. I don't know if I want my drinks to be spicy. It kind of is like a weird, very bubbly, bloody Mary. It's kind of the way it it tastes. I I love bloody Marys, but like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I'm like kind of on the fence about how I feel about it, but dude, the, the prickly pear is, unbelievable i want like pair it it really does um so so shout out all those guys and then oh dude i got my second vaccine shot on saturday so shout out science shout out science i was sick as fuck it's pretty bad but it's pretty great so you're two days out now how you feeling oh i feel totally fine it literally was like i got it at nine o'clock in the morning on saturday um and then we went like went to new tradition went got picked up oh i saw mrs marconi shout out mrs marconi we got some julia ice cream. was so pumped that you she finally was, made it out yeah she was so stoked i got the cookies and cream cookies and milk cookies and milk ice cream what'd you think pretty solid i had some last night for the first time i would venture that that helped you heal um yeah no definitely it was it was really really good what did you think of dough girl dough girl's great i had a bagel this morning um, we got the bagel. So we got a package of the bagels that have like all the seeds and stuff, like the one, the new one from this week. Um, it was really good. I wish that we got the, like, she had like a classic pack, which I think like, I always think that that's the best way to enter into something that we like, you, you, I mean, it doesn't get more classic than classic, but, uh, but it was really good. I'm very excited to get more bagels in the future. I haven't had so, to try her stuff yet, but I keep seeing it popping up and around. She's another Food Hub member, so I definitely got to try her. Robin is the greatest. Um, no, I'm really excited. It was awesome. It was my first time ever at the Sprinkler Factory because every time- First time happen- ever? Dude, every single time anything happens You're there- you killing me, Smiles. I was always working. Like, everybody was like, well, let's bring the factory for the sick of ass event. And I was like, cool, come to the dive after. I'll be working. And you then, like, the dive it. closed and, like, not many things happened. And then- the pandemic happened and here we are but yeah so i got to go that was super cool um no it was just it was really nice to like just see see everybody it was really really and then obviously the treats were delicious and then i stopped at target picked up some sticky notes gotta stay organized bro can make notes gotta make notes i fucking dude i got the craziest package of sticky notes. It's got like the little craziest? ones, lined ones. Yeah, it's like a million. It's kind of They're wild. scented? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you said, yeah. said orange and lime. No, no, well, they're orange. Well, this one's orange. Yeah, There's yeah. Like pink and blue, all kinds of colors. Um, Yeah, so we, I got those. You're so and gross. And then, I really am. It's gross. Oh, yeah, then I just came home and hung out. And then at like seven o'clock that night, I started to get chills. And I was like, oh, no. And then by nine, I literally could not move. I was so sick and so dead. I just laid on the couch and I was like, I, I, I honestly like was surprised that it hit that hard. Um, it was pretty fucking bad. Uh, we watched The Hot Chick with um, Rob Schneider. It's pretty funny. 
pretty bad, but also pretty funny. And then we watched it. Ted. You ever see Ted? With that stuffed animal the bear? bear? Yeah. yeah. So like, it's kind of I, funny. It that's how I felt. I was like, oh, Ted's like kind of funny. And Naomi was like, I fucking hate that movie. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm sick. Let's watch Ted. So <laughs> also like, I knew she was about to fall asleep, and like I couldn't move, and I was wide awake. So I was like, just put on something that like you don't care about, that I think is going to be kind of funny. And then maybe by the time it's over, I can figure out how to get off of this couch. Um, fall asleep because it's so boring. Well, I had to pee so bad. I couldn't there If I slept on like, if dude, I literally, if I didn't have to pee that bad, I would have slept on the couch. Cause I couldn't actually figure out how to make my body work to get off of the couch. It was that dude. It was so bad. Damn dude. So bad. And, but I had to pee. And I was like, dude, peeing on the couch is probably not a good idea. Like she just said yes to marrying me. Like maybe not come out the gate doing this. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I made so it how'd, you, how'd you, uh, how'd you avoid your, how'd you avoid your Miles Davis moment? Miles Davis. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really I remember. Don't, I just was, like, I was trying to be funny that it was, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's beautiful. No. So yeah, so I, I was super able to glad you're feeling it. better. Dude, me too. Yesterday was like horrible too. Like I, I had like a huge fever on Friday, Saturday night. Um, like I got in a bed and I was like, I genuinely don't feel like I was so sick. Um, so we like took my temperature. It was like a hundred and, I don't know what it was like 100.5 or something. Like it was like, it was, I was hot. Um, Blooded checking the scene. Sorry. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> that's all done. I know. Oh, I know. Um, that's not ZZ top. That's I'm like good. foreigner or something. You look it up. I'll finish this Sunday morning. I woke up super sick, feeling like garbage again. We took my temperature again. It was like a hundred. But I still felt like absolute garbage all day. And then I laid on the couch. You're absolutely watched. right. It's foreigner. What's the fuck Is it foreigner? Yes. You're I'm absolutely awesome. right. I don't need more instructions to know how to rock. What's wrong? You're so I ugly. am well done. A genius. Clearly. That's what happened. You get a new job, you get a fiance, you know everything. You get the COVID shot, you unlock the COVID. That's what it is. Limited knowledge. Dude, people are like, oh my God, I'm gonna get fucking there's a chip in me. That chip just told me who sings that song. I will take, give me another one. Give me another chip. Give me another chip. I want a Dorito this time. <laughs> I want Pringles inserted into my bloodstream. Or at least my oral, oh, never mind. Hit us oral with something blood, good. My oral bloodstream. <laughs> oral bloodstream. Hit us with something good, Rockwell. Stoking and a poking. All right. I'm going to start with my poke. Did you see anything about a company called Minor Figures on TikTok? No. You heard anything about this? Cool. So there's this company, Minor Figures. They are a British oat milk company. And apparently... Oat milk? Oat milk. Okay. They hired some local artists in Philadelphia to go out and put up some posters in a guerrilla marketing style way of just doing some wheat paste posters. They didn't, it's, it's hard to tell as to whether they all agreed on the locations that they were going to go put these posters up, 
but whoever decided to put these posters up, put them over existing murals, murals that were painted at the beginning of the pandemic, murals that were really appreciated by their community, and they covered these beautiful works of art with advertisement in Philadelphia. The dumbest thing that you could have done because Philly is pissed. And there is a lot of very talented street artists that call Philly home. One of my personal favorites is a, is a powwow. Uh, somebody we brought here for powwow Worcester is Kid Hazo. So all these street artists have now gone back and done over on top of these shitty posters. Kid Hazo made one. So the company's called Minor Figures. Um, Kid Hazo did another one that says major failures and <laughs> their logo. And the whole thing is just the perfect embodiment as to why we shouldn't be covering up art with more advertising. Like the whole fucking point of art is that it, it saves us from advertising. We're getting sold literally everything. I said the words fucking EL fudge to my wife yesterday and I watched a whole shitload of YouTube and I've never got a Keebler Elf advertisement. But now that I've said it, they fucking showed me an advertisement and I've said it That's four awesome. more times since. I'm pretty sure they're moving in, start making fucking cookies in this tree out front. Yo, but, send them over to me. Yo, okay, on it. Uh, but so long story short, the internet has gone, well, not the internet, but a bunch of art people have been super vocal about how shitty this is. Hopefully this sets a precedent where this is unacceptable behavior by these companies. And the company itself didn't really claim responsibility. They were all like, well, clearly we pissed some people off. Like, no, go fuck yourself. You know what you did. They won't say what other cities they've done this in. So they're, they might've done this other places to other art. Mm. Fuck that. Protect your walls, protect your city's art, and get these goddamn companies out of here. Make Dude, that's for wild. Yeah, bullshit. Can they just take the posters down? So that's what they said. But you take the you take wheat paste down, and it's gonna it's like peeling the label off or peeling a sticker off. It leaves. Okay, it's gonna leave that. Yeah. Or it's pulling paint with it. So a lot of people are pressuring them to like make a payment, make a payment to Philadelphia local art scene, so that people can repair these these murals, but doesn't look like it's coming that sucks so fuck that company that's what i'm poking good for you philadelphia you're not my stoke but i am proud of you i am stoked about um a youtuber named mark rober who i brought up a couple weeks ago um mark rober is an engineer that used to work for nasa he is known for making his scam box or his porch pirate box where it's a glitter bomb that people mistake it for an amazon package he picks it up. It has four phones and it goes off in their car, records their faces. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. He teamed up with a couple other creators and they were chasing down scammers as you know, all the way around the world. That turned me out. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm stoked because Mark Rober put out a video less this past week um, telling the truth about his son. See, I'm, I'm even getting myself a little because it's so it's, it's equally part special as it is shitty that he recorded this bit two years ago introducing the world to his autistic son. And this is a creator that has featured his nieces and nephews in his content a whole bunch, but never his son. And he never was really open about it. He talked about how he had a family, but he didn't really put it out there. And he explains in his video, and it completely understands why, that he was afraid of the internet because the internet's a fucking shitty place and there's <laughs> awful people out there. But he put out this wonderful video 
just introducing the world to his son, talking about autism, talking about just normalizing the conversation about who these people are, what they're capable of, what they aren't capable of, how to talk to them, how to interact with them. It was like really, really special. And now he's working with Jimmy Kimmel and like all these other celebrities, Jack Black, all the fucking tons of celebrities for this uh, stream that's going to go up April 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's called Color the Spectrum because his son colors like his favorite thing to do is to color these big beautiful blocks which i've now decided that i really really want one um because he sends them out to everybody so i don't know if i could send a piece of mail just being like i think you're awesome but anyway neither here nor there i love it and i didn't realize that i could like this creator as much more than i already do yeah for him to pull back the curtain to to really talk about something personal i don't really talk about it there are some people with special needs connected to my family and I know how much struggle the people that I know that work with them have to go through. So to be willing to own this, to show people and to continue moving this conversation forward is, is equally as important as it is special. And totally. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. I think the world needs more of this type of energy and I hope people can check it out. Color of the spectrum, April 30th, Mark Rope. Oh, yeah. That's what I got Damn. for people. What do you got? Damn it. <clears throat> Yours are, Fuck, you're good. <laughs> I, I've had two weeks to research. Yeah, so often I, matter. I guess like most of this episode is about all my stokes, but <laughs> either way, those are those are nice. Well, thank um, you. all right. I'm gonna start with my stoke because I don't think that what is my poke should go anywhere near what you just said. <laughs> um, my stoke is. The Red Sox and the Bruins are actually really fucking fun to watch for the first time in a really long time. The, the Bruins are always fun for me, but they're, they're fun in a different way now. They made some trades at the trade deadline um, just before it, which I honestly, I'm pretty sure they made those trades the night before because they knew that I was starting my new job on like last Monday, which was the deadline. Of course. And they were like, fuck, like this kid, needs to be able to focus. He needs to be paying attention to what's going on. There's going to be a lot of information thrown at him. He isn't really going to have the time to just be, you know, aimlessly scrolling through Twitter and like, oh, there's a rumor and like starts texting Joey. Like, no, he doesn't have time for this. Like, it's not going to work that He's got way. priorities now. We got to get ahead of this. Exactly. So they were like, let's bang these trades out. Literally right now. That way he has tomorrow where he, you know, he, he's good. So Sunday night, um, the Bruins lost on Sunday, like last Sunday. Like it was a bad, it was like eight to one or something. They got fucking killed. But the, after the, after the game, they made a trade for Mike Riley. Who's a really, 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 really solid defenseman from Ottawa. And they only gave up a third round pick, which was a fucking steal. The dude is wildly underrated. And I was like, dude, hell yeah. Like that's what they needed. They really needed to shore up their defense. That's awesome. Maybe tomorrow they'll bring in a winger. I like this move. They did the right thing. I feel really good about it. So I'm like in here, I'm like kind of getting my shit together, the computer set up. I'm like kind of, you know, just trying to like, I'm logging into some things and kind of get myself ready, like organized to start work the next morning. And I check Twitter and I see that um, Curtis Lazar, Curtis, I feel his first name. I know his last name is Lazar. There's all these rumors of him getting traded to the Bruins from Buffalo. And every single tweet is like, uh, hearing Lazar to the Bruins 
sounds like it's part of something bigger. We'll let you know. And I was like, Taylor Hall, baby, let's fucking go. I had talked myself into agreeing that whatever they trade for this package is going to be fine. I can't get too mad. I need to just accept it. They're going out. They're getting what I wanted them to get. They've already got a really solid defenseman. Like, unless they do the dumbest thing ever, I'm going to get over it. I know it's going to be too much. I just know that. I'm not lucky enough for it to make sense. But I fucking am. Because, again, this might even be, honestly, it could be Don Sweeney's personal engagement gift to me and Naomi, even though Naomi has no fucking clue. I've explained this to her and she genuinely was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. Blah. They made the deal at like 1230 on Sunday night for, for Lazar and Hall. And all they gave up was Anders Bjork, who I do like, but he just wasn't working here. And a second round pick. Nothing. That's dick. To get the players that they got for that is unbelievable. So I was able to go to bed on a very high note. I wasn't nervous. I was excited. And all they've done is fucking play really well since they made this trade. They've all got, you know, they're all scoring. They're all making moves. It's just, it's very exciting. Um, The Red Sox are like a top three team in baseball, which not a single person in the world expected. They were not supposed to be very good. They're going to be fun because like they made moves. I have this thing where like, I really like, I'm a, uh, an old school baseball fan in terms of like the players you bring in and like how I think the game should be played, but I'm new school in the way where like, I think they all should have Instagrams and Twitters and personality and go fucking crazy. This team is kind of like right there. They're, they're all pretty good at social, but I, which has nothing to do with they're on the field, but they're on the field is very like, they're just ball players. Nobody's amazing. Everybody's good. Um, sure. It's been so much fucking fun. I've listened. They've been playing a lot of day games, which is weird, but I've been listening to them like during the day. And I just genuinely really enjoy watching this team play baseball. Um, They're going to win the world series. I'm calling it now. I called it in 2013 because I felt the exact same way. And I was right. I'm calling it right now. The Boston Red Sox will win the world series this year. I also publicly called it on Facebook like two months ago. The Bruins are winning the Stanley cup. It's going to be a big, they're winning the Stanley cup. I know they're winning the Stanley cup. I'm okay with letting you guys know this early. It's fine. It's not a secret. I'm going to hold on to you like the engagement. I'm letting you guys know right now, this is what's going to happen. Suck it. Are you going to buy your ring now? Or are you going to wait for that? I'll wait for that officially to happen before, but then, then I'll get it. Well, cause they're going to mail you one at that point. They better. I mean, I've calling it now. Like what the fuck? It's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um <laughs> so yeah so those are my stoke my poke <sighs> there's been a mass shooting like every fucking day which is ridiculous three within 24 hours over the weekend that's completely insane and like i'm not a gun guy i'm pretty fucking open about that but this is ridiculous the fact that the Johnson Johnson vaccine caused like three or six people to get blood clots out of like the millions of people who have had it. And they pause that yet every single day, anytime you watch the news, check Twitter, do anything. You're like, well, 37 people were shot because some white guy had a bad day. Like 
It's fucking ridiculous. The thing about that blood clots too is that I was watching a thing on, on TikTok where a woman was like, you guys are talking about one in a million where my birth control, which I'm fucking yeah. recommended is one in a hundred thousand. So yeah. those stats are looking good. It's insanity. It's fucking crazy. Like nothing is being done about it. It's just, I don't know. It's like, it You're is absolutely desensitized ridiculous. to it where it happens. <laughs> it happens three times in a, in a, in a day and we're, not all losing our goddamn collective minds. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And it's like, we, everybody knows those people who are like very hardcore gun people. And I know this isn't fair to say for everybody, but I definitely know, or I definitely have a feeling that I know the people who are like, when they hear that there was a mass shooting, they probably look at each other and they're like, here we go again. Now they're going to try to take our guns. Like they don't even care about the fact that like seven people were just lit the fuck up and all these lives are ruined. They get annoyed that now again, people are going to be like, we need to change the way that this country views guns. Like it, Jordan, it just needs to happen. Jordan Klepper for the daily show did this awesome piece about how the narrative that, only a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun and how bullshit that is. And he did this beautiful piece years ago, but I just watched it recently. It's like a four minute YouTube video all about how bullshit this argument is and how it's statistically so speaking, the people that stop mass shooter incidents are, I want to say it's like 80% or something like that. were unarmed, unarmed yeah. people. Yeah. Where the fuck are all these good guys with guns? There's fucking mass shootings every single day. They're supposed to be on the police like, office, but we all know what's going on there. Yeah, that's another nightmare that we get to look forward to this week. It's just like, it, it is absolutely exhausting. It's completely ridiculous. Oh, pair that with the shit where the, the kid in Chicago got shot. Like, where there was not a fucking gun in his hand. It's this... He's 13 years old. This whole system is fucked. To, to look at and be proud of it is fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's there's nothing to be proud of at all on that level. It's just it is absolutely pathetic. It's and disgusting. Like Australia has way less gun violence for a goddamn reason and ranks higher on their freedom scale on the international freedom scale. So take that as what you want. Fucking murder. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but, uh, you know, second amendment. So like, you know, Hundreds of years ago. Hey, guess who didn't have a gun with... Well, actually, I don't know. I wasn't there. But Paul Revere just rode a horse, baby. He was just letting you know what was happening. He wasn't shooting two bullets. He was just hanging lanterns, letting you know what was happening. Hanging lanterns. Hanging lanterns, uh, kid. I like the the family guy joke where it was really a right to bear arms. And it's everybody with like bear arms, like arms on a bear. <laughs> That's, That's really awesome. what it was. <laughs> That's well, I agree with you, man. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fucking, we got to start with some reform, but we all know how to fix it. We just know that the people that are in charge genuinely do not care. They have been very open about the fact that they do not care. That's not even an opinion. That's a fucking fact. They genuinely do not care. They show us every single day by what they push forward. Well, now is not the time to have this conversation. Now is the time for healing. We have no fucking time to heal because the next incident happens within 24 hours. Seriously. So are we either going to make a change or fucking, I don't know. Yeah, they never will. Oh, that sucks. How do you make a change?
MJ. ZZ Top. <laughs> oh man, you got to get your chip checked. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> it's starting to malfunction. It's malfunctioning. Well, people, you've did it. You've made it through our first uh, episode change of this new format, and we are super pumped that you were here with us. Uh, let us know how you think of these new shows. Let us know, you know, how you, what you'd like to hear going forward. We're gonna kind of keep these super casual, but we're always open to hear ideas. Sure. Hit us up at seltzertime.com. Find me at Instagram, TikTok, anywhere that's cool. Hunchback Travis. Uh, you guys can find me at all the spots, Dick Chuck 77. Oh, dude, that's another thing. I posted my Vax card and it said like Richard C. Nelson Jr. And I got messages from people that I've known for a very long time who were like, dude, your name's Richard. I was like, yeah, what the fuck did you think it was? Or there were people that I've known for a long time. They're like, wow, seeing your name is a trip. But there were so many people who were like, I had no idea that it was Richard. It's like, yeah. Oh, and shout out Redemption Rock. Cause I didn't know that that beer was named after me, but it was, did, did we record since then? I, think, I don't know. I think we, we put that, that in the last episode, but did just we? in case. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, either way, shout out Redemption Rock. Every week we should just shut them out. I love them. Um, but yeah, so my name is Richard. So find me at Dick Chuck 77, because that finally makes sense to people. Um, Richard Charles. Ray Bork, um, the 77. And then, I thought you were yeah, your so, daddy. <laughs> what? And then seven, uh, and then 77. Ray Bork is my dad. Um, no, I'm a junior, bro. I'm, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, Dick Chuck is your dad. Dick, yeah, Dick Chuck's my dad. <laughs> And then Salzer Time Official, which you probably know about if you're listening to this still at all, ever. But either way, we're everywhere. Check us out. Websites. Buy merch. Oh, that's fucking cool. Any packs? What? On hustle and work? Whoa. Okay. That's sick. That's what were you going to say? Uh, shout out to the girl. I want to say she works at Volturno. I don't really know. I might be mixing people up um who came into new tradition on like either my last day or my second to last day and was so excited about the worcester hollywood magnet and i like blanked for a second she's like oh my god like this is amazing where, where can i get one of these and i was like you can have it and then she took it and i was like i told naomi on saturday i was like oh because i kind of forgot about it and i was like yo like the magnet's gone this girl came in and was like obsessed with it so i was like oh you take it we have a fucking million of them it didn't cross my mind to be like, you can buy shirts at Salzburg. She's like, did you send her the website? I'm like, fuck, no. no. I just gave her something free and told her how many stay. Give her a free magnet that wasn't even officially mine, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Go buy shit to make That's up for me being a moron. Love you guys. <laughs> See you next Bye, week. guys. Bye for fighting. Bringing it back. Bringing it back, baby.